welcome, Absolute Worldly Football Podcast listeners, to the first, Kyle, it's the first of our Women's World Cup preview. Groups previews. A to B. <laughs> Just yeah. groups A and B today. A, a and B. Those are the groups. Those are the groups. And, uh, excitingly, for the entire group stage previews, we will be joined by guests. Not the Queen. Not the Queen. She didn't make it last time. We didn't invite her this time. Instead, we've gone to the Queen of... Absolute worldy and our hearts. Welcome back for the third time, Amy Fleming. Yes, boys! So excited. Everyone's glad I'm back. I remember the first time we had you. Yeah. We watched the Sweden game. Oh, that boring match. So we wrote a poem. Yes, we did. What was it called? An acrostic. It was. I learned that word that day. It's a good day. (laughs) And you remembered it. So I did. Well, hopefully you'll learn some more words today. Most of them will be about women's football. Yeah, women playing sports. What's that t-shirt you're wearing? I am wearing a t-shirt that says Newbridge or Nowhere. Nowhere. I went so Irish. Nowhere. 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 I was thinking of Norway. Don't know why. Newbridge or Norway. Newbridge or Nowhere. Which, uh, if listeners will know, was a very important episode in the Absolute Worldy. I think it was archives. our only episode that has a hashtag in it. What? Only episode? We'll work one in today. It's in the title. Oh, hashtag Newbridge or Nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll, you can look it up on Twitter, kids. We'll call this hashtag Newbridge or Nowhere too. Oh, I think we should call I it hashtag we'll... Newbridge or Norway. Because maybe Norway, one of the teams we're going to be previewing. Amy, are you excited about the Women's World Cup? Do you know I am? I don't know anything about it, much like men's football. Um, But World Cup is always exciting. And also already there's been more coverage than ever before. So I think we're going to have a good summer. Yeah, that's very true. It's uh, actually... It's trending and people are interested in it, which yeah. I can't remember a time when that's been the case. I can't even remember TV ads for it, and I've seen the TV advert several times already. In in, in this country, I don't know about the round of the world, round the rest of the world, and around the rest of the world, do listen to the podcast. Obviously, come on, Russia. Hello. <laughs> oh no, Vlad, you're not allowed to listen this time. He loves it. He it's loves in it. France. We're aiming everything t- t- oh. towards Macron. Okay, we're not. We um, we. Oui, oui. Is that better? Is that French? That's, yeah, that's know. French. That's okay, good, good French. Was Solid that, French. Hold on, was that the Macron chatbot? That's probably no, he's going to love this podcast. Okay. Macron. Yeah, yeah he'll love is, it. He's, we're we're very much in his wheelhouse. Um, True. <laughs> but it is. It's very exciting. It's all, in this country. It's all on the BBC. Is what I was going to say. Yes. And uh, they've got a lovely hashtag. Uh, change the game. Change the game. And I keep seeing this amazing poster for BBC Sport, which says, they're better than you think. And there's a line through the think. So it just says, they're, they're better, better than, than you. you. Yes! Which is great. Come which, on. Which, and I'm not, that's absolutely not starting a negative thing. But if you watch clips of women's football on YouTube, as I do quite a lot, and never read the comments, guys, obviously, on anything. Oh, on any video, That's though. just the rule for the internet. But a lot of it sad. is like, I could do that. From just some horrible man sitting at his laptop being like, yeah, well, whatever. I've only watched this so I could come on and say I'm better than them. Oh, then God. you're not. They're post- better than you. Or post a video then, mate. Prove it. Yeah. They are oh. professional athletes. Exactly. <laughs> they make a living from playing professional sport. You don't. You couldn't. You probably gave up when you were 12. <laughs> but that's why the advert works so well. Because it's, you know, everyone knows what people say. The stereotype. Oh, yeah. they're not as good as the men. It's not as exciting. Oh, what? Piss off. Ridiculous. Anyway, no negativity. We I've got here. some more no. facts about the Joy tournament for you, quick. Joy and football and women. Hit us up with facts about the tournament, Kyle, please. 20, 24 teams. Yes. Starts on the 7th of June, goes on to the 7th of July. 
a month of women's football wonder. Yes. Nine cities, nine venue stadiums, and so far, over 750,000 tickets have been sold. Wow. Uh, that's a record exceeding the total sales for any other Women's World Cup. Come on! And there are still lots of tickets to be sold. Yes. Uh, and the semi-finals and final, even though no one knows who's going to be in those games yet, are already sold out. Yes! Come on! That's great. Good fact. So, tw- 24 teams, so that, does that mean Group A has 12 teams in it? Group B has 12 teams in it? It does not. Okay. It means that we are doing three episodes for group previews. Right. This is the first episode. There were it's four a, B, teams in each And then group. there's going to be the following letters Although, of the alphabet. I'm really up happy. I'm, up re- I'm really happy that you were for <gasps> a second there up to sit up for sitting with us and discussing 24 teams. Hell to the yes. <laughs> it's about learning yeah, and growing. about learning. Also, the groups are A to F, Amy Fleming... I was born for this. I was born for this. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Do you remember the categories we did last time, Amy? Uh, during the World Cup. Mm. The Men's World Cup. Let's be. Let's be. Two seasons of Worldie ago. Yep. Uh, I remember the Moscow Mule. Mm-hmm. Hot to Trotsky. Yeah. It's a classic family fave. And <laughs> I can't remember the other one. Something about Putin. That was our Pravda point. They Pravda. Were our... Putin, Putin Pravda point. point. Yes. yes, of course. And of course, everyone's favourite Russian roulette. Which, Russian I'll roulette. be honest, I think most of our casual football fan listeners didn't really understand. But it's fine. It's fine. So we've got to test these things. We've got it. We've got okay. rid of it. We've sort of thought, well, signings for football teams, no one cares about really, except for me and Kyle. So we've gone for different categories. We've got oh. back into the... Back into categories big time. We did some for the Nations League, even though it's mm. only four games. We loved that. <laughs> hey, get into it. So now we're doing it for the Women's World Cup. The yes. first category, <gasps> best player. Joel? Uh, yep, that's over to me to come yeah. up with All right, I'll tell you. It's, <laughs> it's Keep Your Eyes Peeled. Keep Your Eyes Peeled. Very yes, nice, very French. A player that you will want to look out for on every team. So oh. that you can be like, oh, I, I keep my eyes pe- pe- pelt. <laughs> Pelled? Pulled. I kept my eyes peeled on her. Le keep your eyes peeled. And for the francophobes, Le keep means the team. <laughs> yes. And also is the name of a famous French football newspaper. This is good. Yeah, this we've is gold. That's one of our this best. That's great. one of our best pun efforts ever. Guys, the facts. <laughs> okay, so for the player that's going to let them down. Oh. The person who might fail, who might be a national disgrace <laughs> to her, her nation. It's La Villanelle. Very nice. Very nice. And we don't quite, we've checked what the word means. <laughs> yeah. And all that comes up is killing Eve. Killing Eve. Yeah, of course. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean villain, but it sounds enough like it. It sounds enough like and it. And also villain L, villain she. Yeah. Why not? Why not? No. It, ma- it makes sense to us. Happy like, with that? You're taking all the boxes. It's good. And for uh, our Putin Pravda points, our things that you might want to discuss in the pub to show your friends that you are ahead of the Women's World Cup curve. It's, of course, those facts which are nice to know. Oh my god, that's my name! That's my name! That is good, isn't it? That is very good! Uh, so we will pick <laughs> all 24 teams. We have some facts that are needs to know about them. Uh, um, and finally, Amy, uh, well, so you'll recall, <laughs> listeners, uh, that we, Kyle and I, when we sat together for hour upon hour dissecting and discussing those men's World Cup teams, mm-hmm. we felt it necessary to provide you with a player who was hot to Trotsky. Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. Uh, someone who we thought was sexy. Yes. Um, we thought we'd delegate that particular task this year to our guests. Yes, come on! No one wants a men's football podcast discussing who the hottest woman is in a woman's Damn podcast. straight, you want me? Yeah, we want come you on. to tell us who the hottest woman is. Come on, do it. And that category, of course, listeners, 
is Mademoiselle Vavavu. Yes, it is. Now, do you think, are you offended by the use of the word Mademoiselle there? No, that's very polite in French society. I know, but French society is a bit patriarchal. Yeah, it could be We madame. don't really like the word miss anymore. I'm from Ireland. I can't really judge on that. Okay, well, we'll keep it. We'll keep it. Until our next guest. I mean, another, guess might, another guest might change it to Madame Vavavu. Mad- Madame Vavavu. Le poisson de Vavavu. Is that a fish? A chicken? What's no, a le poisson? Not poisson. Oh, I said poisson. I was like, well, that's more offensive. <laughs> Keep them as human beings. Yeah, we don't lose about hot fish. That's not a thing. No. Although that would, you no. could just be like, no, never mind. Anyway, so that is a category entirely delegated to our, our guests, and we will be asking you for each team to provide us with Mademoiselle Vavavoum. Excellent news. So, just a reminder, in case you're wondering why we're speaking so much bloody French, it's in France's tournament. Oh, yeah. oh is it? And we're going to start I just our like roundup with the hosts France after this. Everyone's talking Salut, we're back. <laughs> it's France. The French, the France feminine team. Their nickname is Le Bleu. Oh, Le Bleu. Just like the men. Just like the men with, the, with an extra E in it. Oh, because of the feminine? Absolutely. Yes, French language coming back. Now, Amy, I'm going to let you choose your category for the France. We can start with yeah. Le Keep Your Eyes Peeled, Villanelle, Mademoiselle Vavavoum, or Nice to Know. It's Nice to Know, come on. Let's go with the Nice to Know. So, the Division 1 Féminin was founded in 1918. Ooh, wow. a very long time very ago. Very long well, time ago. That's almost a cent- like a centenary celebration to have the World I Cup. I know, it's a bit annoying it's 1919. Yeah, but, the men's um, one takes precedent on its even years. And in, 20, in 1920, uh, 20,000 people gathered to watch France versus England. Wow. wow. Yeah. And you wouldn't think the female game went back that far. But it did in France. Yes. But by 1940, oh, no. the pro-Nazi Vichy regime banned women from playing football, <sighs> even at amateur level. Oh my God! God Just another thing. Nazis ruined everything. So the French game actually didn't really recover for basically the whole rest of the 21st century. Really? Sorry, the 20th century. 20th. It's yeah. doing better now. Uh, in fact, in 1998, uh, which was the last time France men's team hosted the World Cup, segue. Mm-hmm. Good. Good times. Um, the that year, 1998, was also the year that the Clairefontaine, which is the centre for training young boys to be professional footballers, opened its doors to young women. Yes. Uh, so the women's game finally had an elite training and recruiting oh, structure for future generations. But, Ugh. but Amy, why is there always a but? The men's game, which is run by the FFF, the Fédération Football Française, let's say. Um, <laughs> let's say, yeah. uh, they're, they're the governing body. And to the, even to this day, they've struggled in accepting and promoting the women's game appropriately. For example, recently they, uh, in, they titled an initiative to get young girls to play football, Princess Football. Oh, my. Uh, uh. And uh, they tend to, in their marketing and promotion, they tend to showcase the feminine-looking sexy players right. and ignore the non-conforming to sexist norms the sort of non-straight players uh, and in fact the number of French female players playing in France who are openly gay is very telling there are none wow, wow which is really distinct as you will learn uh, through these previews that uh, the women's game is a lot more uh, comfortable with homosexuality on the on the pitch oh, there are good. openly gay female players that we've discussed in this podcast before so the fact that there are zero in the French big inverted inverted commas have got well I'm really yeah they work really well yeah, I was about are... to describe what you did and then I was like I'm not here <laughs> the, to audio describe the fact describe. that there is zero for France is, is, is yeah that's telling very on the other side France as a country was was the first country to really really get going with professional 
paid football okay. clubs, not in international level, but on a, on a domestic level. Uh, the the president of Lyon, the the football club, the men's club, founded was one of the first to found a female team. And what he does when he um, introduces new signings for the for the female team, yeah, he does it alongside his new signings for the men's team. Okay. Um, which no one else does in the world. Oh, wow. Uh, which is really nice. It's a, it shows a real sort of equality between the two yeah, teams. Yeah, yeah. Although that isn't actually yeah. represented financially, yeah. obviously. Um, France have never been beyond a semi-final in a World Cup. Wow. And they are ranked fourth in the in the world at this moment. So can they match the men's team who won the World Cup last year? Oh, imagine if they won in France. Oh, be lovely. Here's something for you to say in the pub, Amy. Yes. They've only lost once in two years. They've only lost once in two That's years. That's got to make them one of the favourites. <laughs> That's got to make them one of the favourites. Good, I've got it down. I'll have their heads turning. That will. Oh, yeah. So what do you want next? Le keep your eyes peeled, Villanelle. Vavavu. Uh, le keep your eyes peeled. Eugenie Lesomere. That name again? <laughs> Eugenie Lesomere. <laughs> sure. There are seven players from Lyon, who I've already mentioned, okay. in, the front, in the France squad. And Lisa Samer is the most experienced forward. She's won six Champions Leagues with Lyon. Lyon are the most successful team in uh, global, most successful club team in global women's football. Wow! So the final of this Women's World Cup is also being played in Lyon. <gasps> is it written in the stars for this French team? Oh! Uh, as Joel was saying, Lyon really dominate the domestic game. They've also uh, won the league in the last 13 consecutive seasons. Wow. Uh, and they pretty epic. They pay the highest wages in the women's game. Come on, Leon. Um, so they attract players, all the best players from around the world. They've got the best, uh, their goalkeeper is Lisa Weiss from Germany. They've got uh, English defender Lucy Bronze and uh, Sakai Kumagai from Japan. They've also got Ada Her- Hergerberg in midfield, who is the uh, winner of the Ballon d'Or. And they've got up front Shanice van der Sanden from the Netherlands. So you could call them the Real Madrid of the women's game. <laughs> If you wanted to, that, is it Real Madrid or Real Madrid? It's very much Real, but okay, we it, we're you know okay. Sorry, I, was just I mean, Carl just pronounced that woman's name with some yeah, so it's fine. <laughs> the average salary for oh, no, a player at Lyon, not for France, but for for Lyon, yeah, is one hundred seventy-five thousand euros a year. A year, yeah. See, so that's the men high. should be doing that. Like, there's I mean, no a, need for the wages they have. That's a lot of money. It's a, a lot, lot of money. money. It's not bad on a relative I could scale. live my life currently seven times <laughs> with those wages. In, Do the math. I don't know if that's the right math. <laughs> like you said, in comparison to the men's game, some frankly overrated players earn more than that per yeah, week. Yeah, per week. Per day, probably. Yeah. Oh, that's depressing. I'm going to go into the Villanelle. Yes, 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 do. Remind do, me do, one, do. one more time who we're looking at, who we're keeping our keeping our eyes peeled for. What's her name? Eugenie Le Samer. Eugenie Le Samer. And the Villanelle is Wendy Renard. Ooh. Oh, Wendy Renard. She's the tallest player in the tournament. Wow. At six foot one. Pressure. Which is pretty tall, but I think surprisingly short for the tallest. No? Is she taller than Peter Crouch? Well, no. No, because he's six no. foot seven. He's six foot seven? Yeah. Joel's about six foot one. That's tall. It's good that you looked up at me when I'm sitting down. <laughs> I, I can work it out quickly. <laughs> I gauge you of my height sitting down. And Wendy, I'm short. Wendy Renard is a defender. So expect everyone to mention her height a lot because she's yeah. the tallest. Yeah. And then expect to watch the ball bounce over her head uh, or something <laughs> like that as she makes a massive gaffe to cost Aww. the French a goal. Sorry, Wendy. Oh, Wendy. Which leaves us with Mademoiselle Oh, exciting. Amy Fleming. Who so. have you picked out from that France squad as their Mademoiselle Vavavoom for our, our keen-eyed listeners who would like to look at uh, a different side of the game, shall we say, when they're watching this in the pub? Absolutely. Uh, so, 
not gonna lie, a lot of choice on the French team. You're gonna have a great day. Um, but number Uno, no, that's not. Oh, oh, we're doing French things. Uh, her name is Valerie Govin. Govin? Would you pronounce that Govin? Govin. 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 Uh, she is beautiful. I'm not gonna lie. She's made me judge myself internally quite intensively. Um, she's beautiful. Great skin, great hair. She's going to look great on the pitch. Have fun with her. Keep your eye out for Valérie Gauvin. Yeah, excellent. And that is France, guys. That is the host's France. Vive la France! Okay, football is good. Football is fun. Football is there for everyone. I can't really be bothered to follow it properly, but I'll tell you one thing. I prefer it to broccoli. Kickball with now, Amy, I hear you ask, who are France playing in the opening match this Friday of the in, Women's World Cup? That is indeed what I asked. At the Parc you. de Prince in South Korea. South Korea. Soko. Now, Soko. I'm going Hashtag to tell Soko. you their um, nickname. Oh, yeah. I'm going to mispronounce it. Yeah. Pronunciate it. <laughs> I'm already doing I it. I like that you mispronounce mispronounce. It's the Taeguk Nanjia. Okay. What does the Taeguk Nanjia mean? The Taeguk Ladies. <laughs> Any idea what Taeguk means? The Taeguk is the red and blue orb in the centre of the South Korean flag. Ah, oh, that's interesting. So, the South Korean ladies basically is their nickname. No, it's the flag ladies. The essentially. flag. Ladies. <laughs> no, the, the orb ladies. The orb ladies. <laughs> the orb flag ladies. Flag um, orb ladies. But I did spend a bit of time looking at the their badge. Yeah. Because it's a sort of uh, crouching, I mean, I hate to say it, a crouching tiger. Oh, <laughs> yeah. and, um, Come on, hit the dragon. <laughs> I looked at the tiger because they've actually, the, the men's team have recently revamped their badge. Oh. And I looked at that tiger and I thought, now, is that tiger more feminine than the male tiger? <gasps> I checked, it's not. Oh, okay. okay. They're exactly the same. Good. Okay, good. Because that would be... Ooh. But I think female tigers are larger, aren't they? No. I don't know if I don't know. I literally, in my head then, just went to Shere Khan. So I don't think I have any other... The most He's evil. Indian. He's an Indian tiger. So Wait, evil. are there tigers in, in Korea? I don't know. These are all great questions. Because it's an interesting choice as a sort of national animal for your football teams. Listeners, let us know. Tweet are there us. tigers in Korea? <laughs> At Worldy Podcast. Are there cannons in Arsenal? Yes. Yeah. Oh, are there? Oh. Where Arsenal were originally, yeah. Uh, in Woolwich. I was just trying to say maybe it's not... Oh, right. No, no, no. What it is. Amy, I mean, what do you want to start with? There's no lions in England. No, but there's a myth. Let's, let's ask. Let's go straight to the... <laughs> there's also no unicorns. The royal family need to check that out. That's true. Anyway, carry I'll, on. I'll next time I see the Queen. Thanks. Amy, what do you want? What category? Uh, let's mix it up. Let's go straight in with La Villanelle. I haven't got one for South Korea. Ah, oh, well. I'll why tell have you, you not why. got one for South Korea, Carl? Because... I'm I'm sort of veering towards sympathy for South Korea. Oh, um, your heart and, and to explain myself, I'll go mm-hmm. straight to the needs to know. Okay. South Korea have only made the knockout stages of the World Cup once in their whole history. Oh, wow. But they've only ever won one match ever at a World Cup in total. Oh, wow. So to get to that knockout stage, they must have drawn a lot of games. <laughs> in fact, they must have... that The game they won must have been in that year. Yeah, must have been. Oh. So they don't win a lot. Okay. Um... Just like a tiger. Also, they most co- tiger hunts end in failure. It's funny how. T- also, when you think of tigers now, you think, "Oh, poor endangered species." Like, why? Why you would pick a tiger in the past because it's strong and yeah, like yeah, deadly, yeah. and now it's like, "Oh, endangered." I still and- think of frosties. Oh right. Well, Just go straight for Tony. They don't win very much, though. So they're not. 
Anyway, oh. uh, they did qualify for this tournament from the qualification process on goal difference. Wow! So they are lucky to be here. Okay, oh, South I can Korea. see how you. I can see how you didn't want to give them a villanelle. Yeah. Uh, this is quite interesting, though. Uh, they played their North Korean counterparts in Pyongyang. Yeah. Uh, in front of forty thousand fans. Wow! Which is a big attendance for the women's game. Yeah. Um. Guess what the score was. Drum roll, please. I'm 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 a hundred percent certain if it was a North Korea South Korea game, it was a draw. Amy. Uh, did you say they won a goal difference? So no, then, that was a, that was, oh, that that was, was a different, different fact. Uh, let's say a lovely draw. Of course, it was a draw. Of course, it was a draw. The the danger the to danger. everyone in Pyongyang if South Korea had won. It was one one, but I couldn't find out who scored first. That would have been amazing. <laughs> oh. Um. Let's go on to the Keep Your Eyes Peeled. Yes, please. The player I'm going to pick for you is Jim So Young. <laughs> that gasp was so unnecessary. No. Now, she's not that young anymore. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, and also, I didn't pick her as the Mademoiselle Bavavavoum, so I didn't want you to end up saying so yum, so I just kept her as the best player. <gasps> oh, uh, she plays for Chelsea. Oh. Uh, she, they, they lost in the Champions League semi-finals to aforementioned Galacticos Leon. Oh. Uh, but she did win both the Players Player and the PFA Player oh. of the Year at Chelsea this season. Oh. So she's well liked. Um, and this shows a comparison with her South Korean uh, compatriot Son Hyun Ming, who uh, plays for Tottenham in the oh. men's game. He was also uh, up to be nominated for the Players Player and the PFA Player. Um, but it's interesting, we've all heard of Son. How many of us have heard of her? Yeah. True that. Can't. I mean, I, I only have because of how well she's played this season and Chelsea getting only knocked out in the semi-finals because there was a chance to get to the Champions League final. Mm. She's became the youngest ever scorer scorer for her country at 15 years old. 15. Wow. Come on. And that was in 2006. She's now their all-time top scorer with 54 goals. 54 from midfield. Holy moly. So let's call her the woman's Frank Lampard. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Why not? Let's call her that. Oh. Hey, it's time for your Mademoiselle Vavavoom. Oh, yes. Who are you telling our listeners to look out for in this South Korean team? Uh, I am telling you all to look out for Cho So-hyun. Is that how we're going to be it? Or So-hun. No, we won't do that. <laughs> um, she is the captain, I believe, of South Korea the team um and she's just brilliant she's got a great smile good hair i'm a fan she plays for west ham as well i think she does you getting that from the photo of her holding a west ham shirt i know but i got confused it might be aston villa <laughs> oh it's very unlikely west ham have got a burgeoning women's team oh do they mm. well there's done, a bbc documentary about the fact about <gasps> that fact it's well worth watching currently on iplayer i believe so yeah it's about Excellent. the fact that the son of the west ham chairman asked for uh, his father, uh, as a birthday present when he was 16 or 17 or something like that, if he could be the chairman of the West Ham women's team. Good on him. Yeah, and now he is. He's the youngest chairman in Britain. Oh, so did he do it for that title or did he do it because he did it because he genuinely interest. wanted to. And clearly it's working if they're buying the South Korean captain. Yeah, who true. Who is uh, your mademoiselle Valverde. Yeah, she is. She's Cho cute. Cho Hyun. And I just want to well correct my pronunciation of my Keep Your Eyes Peeled. It's actually Ji So Young, not Jin So Young. Oh, Ji So Young. Ji So Young. Okay, well, watch out. And that's South Korea. And now for 
Norway. Yes. Norway. Hashtag Newbridge of Norway. <laughs> okay, they've got the best nicknames so far. Oh, come on, Norway. What Bring is it? it? On. I'm going to give it to you in Norwegian <gasps> and you can work out what it is. Oh, exciting. <laughs> so exciting. I like translations. Grasshopperne. The grasshoppers. That's right. Well done. But why? Well done. Why are they the grasshoppers? Uh, they can play music with their knees. They can play music with their knees. They're green. Neither of those things apply to Norway. I think it must be because they're leggy and and thin. Oh, no. They're very tall, Norwegian people. And thin. Not as tall as Renard. But, like, maybe they, they like, skip across the grass at high speed on the pitch. So they're grasshoppers. They've got good strides. Quick and indefatigable. How do you say that word? Indefatigable. Oh, wow. Wow, what is that word? What's what's going on there? Tireless. Tireless. Yeah. What did you say? Tireless. Well done. I mean, I Using your vocab. Thanks. I really went for it. It was good. It was good. Strong. So, Amy, we're in our boat. We're on the fjords. You're looking over there at the the team just about to embark on their trip to France. Don't even. What category do you want? Look, keep your eyes peeled. Villanelle. Nice to know. Uh, keep your eyes peeled. It is. Caroline Graham Hansen. Oh, great name. Good name. Mm-hmm. I think she sounds like a uh, American anchor woman. Yes, she does. And now back I've to been... the studio with Caroline Graham Hansen. I've been Caroline Graham Hansen. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Caroline. In other news today. Um... Sports. <laughs> so Caroline Graham Hansen uh, won the German title this season with Wolfsburg. Oh. And her and her teammates celebrated by passing around a giant pint of German lager. Yes, yeah. leggings. Which, to my mind, is better than a video I watched this week of when the USA won the Women's World Cup in the mid-90s. And they were given bouquets of flowers to hold aloft with their trophy. Do the men. Men don't get flowers. Certainly not. Definitely Certainly not. not. They, get, they get medals. Yeah. I couldn't see the women the video whether they got medals, medals or not. I think they got medals and bouquets and then the trophy. But then I think the women were so bemused what to do with them that they all held them up in the air like a torch with the trophy. It looked very strange. Okay. I mean, this, this will come up in my research later, but it's not something I was going to mention. Uh, but the, at one point when the German women's national team did well in a tournament in the 90s, their uh, FA provided them with coffee sets. What? Yep. Hey, I'm gagging for a coffee set. Who isn't? Give them more money and then they can buy coffee sets. <laughs> yeah, good point. Or whatever they want. Or whatever they want. <laughs> Some people don't like coffee. I hate coffee. So Caroline Graham Hansen made her debut at 16. So she's another young starter for the wow. national team. But she's 24 now. And she has over 70 appearances, which is amazing that for is someone amazing of 24. amazing at 24. Is but, it? Uh, Raheem Sterling is 24. Yeah. And he's having his 50th cap uh, this week for England. And he started at 17. So she did a lot of... of good work in the year. Yep. That's right. Caroline Graham Hansen is a staple, a Norwegian staple, like I herring like her. or something. Herring? Is that Norway? Interesting. Let's go on to the villanelle. You should have called them the herrings. No, the, the grasshopper. The grasshopper. That sounds Japanese. I'm going to stop doing accents. Um, <laughs> yeah, we probably The should. villanelle? Uh, I've already uh, yes. mentioned her. Her name is Ada Hergeberg. Hergeberg. Why is she the villanelle? I'll tell you why. Thank you, Kyle. Oh, she's potentially going to be. I actually think she's amazing. She's the first ever Ballon d'Or winner in women's football. She won it this year. The inaugural time has been given to a woman. What's a Ballon d'Or? It is the award given to the best player in the world. Wow! Golden ball. <laughs> Literally, Ballon d'Or. Ball uh, of gold. So she plays in France. So yeah. She's very well known in France. She's won the Ballon d'Or, a French award. Uh, but she has decided to not 
play for Norway. Why so? She refuses to play and has done for the last two years. She's taking a stand against a lack of respect for female players in Norway. Come on, Hergeberg. Now, their coach said earlier this year, as a coach, you need to focus on the players that want to be a part of the team and and Ada doesn't. (sighs) But months after she stepped away, Norway came to a historic gender pay agreement. The fees paid to the women's team doubled to six million kroner, which is over half a million, and 10% of that is paid by the men's national team. Fair. Still, it's pretty low. 500,000 yeah. for uh, a whole squad and staff, which is probably over 40 Oh, people. that's not each? No. Oh, come on, Norway. Um, so that's probably why Ada still keeps her distance. Come on, Ada. Uh, but if they fail to make a mark on this tournament, yeah, Norway... Yeah, she's going to get... There's going to be backlash, isn't The it? fans are going to turn on Don't her, you care? Isn't caring about your country more important than caring about gender equality? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Well, shouldn't you play for... You, you know, you, you earn £175,000 for Leon every year. Shouldn't you play for Norway for free? Like the men play for their international teams for free? That's what people will say. Oh, people are... And by people, I'm assuming you mean men. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, we're but not... can I... Just to put this <laughs> in context... We're not more. thinking women are going to be taking her down for nah. her stance on equal pay for women. No, nah, I don't think so. So that 10% Some that's might... being paid by the men's national team... Yeah. That, that only equates to 50 grand a year. Oh, yeah. Good point. And that's only taken out of the money that the, the Norway national team make in um, corporate sponsorship. And corporate, so yeah. it's not actually the money of the men. Oh. And they probably take, give that money hmm. to charity anyway. So it's not, it, 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 it's a really weak gesture, I think. Yeah. It's, it's still historic. It's still a big thing mm. um, for, for the men's. For the men's. Good for her. I hope, I hope on no level does she become the Villanelle for Norway because I think that's a really principled stance. Yes, she's the best player in the world, but she's basically, and you know, who doesn't dream about playing in a World Cup? And if you're a professional footballer, it's the highest thing that you can aim for, for to play in the World Cup. And she, Norway with her, generally have a chance of winning it. So I think it's a principled stance and I hope she doesn't get any backlash. I feel she will. I feel she will. I you want to see will. the best players at the best tournament. Yeah, yeah, well, you know what? Ada sounds like a badass and no matter what backlash comes at her, she's going to nail it. She's going to be awesome. Ada, Hashtag we're behind New you. Newbridge or Norway? Yes, Newbridge or Norway. Well, I couldn't make her the like, keep your eyes peeled because she's not going to play. <laughs> But, yeah, but we could like, keep her eyes peeled in the audience, but she probably won't go. No, oh, you... Ada. Um, needs to know. Please. Yes. They've won the World Cup. Ooh, Ooh no when? Way. Yeah, back in 1995. 95. What were you doing in 1995, Amy? Great question. School? <laughs> no, it's coming up to summer. Any Getting trips? excited by holidays, I imagine. 95, no. I went to Australia on a family holiday in 1995. Where? Nice. I was nine. I think I went to Tremor, which is like Brighton. Or Margate for Ireland. What's it like at Tremor? It's great. There is a very nice beach. There is uh, an amusement and a fun park. There's arcade games. It's great. Were There's Elvis ca- impersonators everywhere. Are you caravanning? Yes, caravanning. Nice. With the fam. Did My get, nanny has a caravan down there. Did it's you great. get tickets from the machines or, you know, do you swap for a present? No, I think you... Because uh, the first time I saw, like, all the tickets coming out was in Brighton. So I don't think they did that in Tremor. Also, I was on the slots. So it was all about the two Ps. <laughs> on the slots at 10 years old. Love the slot machines. It's addictive. It's like Candy Crush in real life. Great. <laughs> Mademoiselle Baba Voom time, Emmy. Yes. Who is oh. your lookup? Now, Norway. Norway, another beautiful team on the whole. Uh, it was actually difficult to choose. Um, I went for Stina Hovland. We say Stina? Stein. Yeah. St- I, I'm sorry, I'm pronouncing it wrong. Uh yeah, very athletic, very pretty, blonde hair, good teeth. Good teeth. Great teeth. 
And if, if they're winning and she's smiling, yeah. you'll notice her teeth. You will. She's very nice teeth. She looks good in orange. Not a lot of people do. <laughs> I'm a big fan. So listeners, keep an eye out for Steena. Steena Hovland. Yeah. yeah, you will be attracted. And that's Norway. You've got one more team to do. Let's come back to them after this. <laughs> The final team in Group A are Nigeria. Whoop, whoop. Their nickname? The Super Falcons. Oh my god, that's the best nickname. Isn't it? You're, the Super Falcons. You'll find that teams from the continent of Africa have the best nicknames for yes. their teams. Super Falcons, love that. Their male team are called the Super Eagles. Oh. What's so, the difference between an eagle and a falcon? Size. Is it? I mean, I don't know. Falcons are pubs bigger. They're both absolutely in charge of the skies. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. If you're like putting the skies with anyone, it's it's the falcons and the eagles. Absolutely. Let's be honest. Sometimes a hawk. But... I'm going to uh, start straight with my niece to know. Yes. Uh, they've appeared at every Women's World Cup, but have only made it out of the groups once. Oh, Nigeria. Oh, Nigeria. They've good. lost a record 16 World Cup matches. <laughs> oh, Nigeria. Um, They're still there, though. But... On the positive side, they're going all out for this tournament. Yes, come on. Expect attacking play, which may lead to gaps in defence and clearly has in the past. They've picked 10 forwards in their squad. Holy hell! Yeah. But, they keep your eyes peeled, is a girl called Ajibade Rashidat. Now, I showed you a video of her in the break. <gasps> She's the one doing all the keepy uppies. Absolutely. What did you make of her? Amazing. Uh, <laughs> say what you see now. How, say what how, you do, see. how do I explain keepy uppy? She did keepy She had uppy. excellent ball control. Uh, she was able to do cool things with her feet and a football. Don't know how else to explain that. She, she kept a, it in the air. But she won an award, didn't she? You saw you saw her celebrating getting a. Oh yeah, what was that comp- best? She's the reigning Nigeria freestyle champion. Freestyle. That was the word I was looking for. Is that for both men and women? And um, that's just for women, I think. Just for women, uh, I, think. I when I first read that she was a freestyle champion, I thought they meant swimming. Uh-huh. So I looked it up and found this amazing video. Yeah. So obviously it's a tournament from all, over, all around the world, freestyle football. I wasn't aware of it. It's basically keepy uppies dribbling skills in a in a set time, in a set space. Yeah. And um, people yeah. can do flips and everything. It's oh, yeah, amazing cool. stuff. So she's only 19 years old. Holy moly. Uh, but she recently moved to Norway. So <gasps> uh, from a... Yeah, you're great your choice. I feel like we're starting to see who Amy's supporting in this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Ada taught me but i like norway but her team that she moved from her last team in africa joel said they got great nicknames some of them also got great team names the robo queens oh my god the robo queens that's amazing i want to be in a girl band called the, the robo queens. queens oh that's i so want to watch the robo queens yes oh my please. god so she's no longer a robo queen oh she now plays in norway um but yeah i think that she uh, she's one of the 10 forwards in the squad Ten forwards. So watch out for her. Hopefully we'll see her play. I'd love to see her sort of trying some of those freestyle skills in a game. Mm. Yeah. Because they're probably not going to get much more Is jewelry. that allowed in football? Like jazzy manoeuvres? Yeah. yeah, as long as you don't stop the other team from getting the ball, obstruct them. As long as you don't like hold it in a place where they can't get to it. <laughs> you can't touch this. You yeah, can't touch exactly. ah, that. That makes football more exciting. You can do anything with your legs and your knees. As long as you don't touch it with your hands. So you can, oh, you can, okay, cool. Yeah, you can juggle around them. You can stick it. it on the back of your neck. 
Absolutely. I love you, when people do you'd that. You'd have to expect people to kick you in the back of the head, though. But, but then they're getting sent off. So. Then they're getting sent off. Yeah. I mean, there was a player... Can the... you run down the pitch with it on the back so of your neck? there was a player in the men's game who, for a while, was a kind of a viral player before viral stuff was a thing. Right. Called Curlon, who became famous for something called the seal dribble. Okay. Which is when he'd flick it up onto his head and then bounce it on his head and run with it. Um, but And this was, you know, when I was a kid, it was considered to be the coolest thing that you could yeah. do. But what it genuinely led to was just people kicking him in the head. Oh no! There's quite a lot of clips on YouTube if you look him up, Curlon, of people just scissor kicking him in the head. Ooh. And you're not allowed to wear a helmet in football. No. <laughs> no. Why? Are you? Could you be allowed? Like yeah. if you had like a you could head wear, injury, you could wear one of the rugby helmets. Yeah. Like a you can wear headgear, not with a hard crust. Yeah, oh. hard crust. It'd yeah. be harder to bounce a ball then, I guess, as well. We're not allowed to kick people on the head anymore. So that, he, I mean, I think... <laughs> we could bring the seal back. Yeah, we're long overdue. <laughs> Note to Nigeria. Ajibade, Rashidat, it's your time. Oh my God, could you imagine? Now, I haven't picked uh, Villan- uh, oh, Villanelle. You've, you've not again. You just, well, you so felt poor. sorry for them, didn't you? Well, you stopped feeling sorry for people. Okay. <laughs> I will never feel sorry for Would you feel teams. sorry for the men? Uh, yes. Okay. Then, then then it's fine. It's equality. Well, in that case, the, the last thing to say about Group A is Amy Fleming. Yes. Hit us with your Nigerian oh, Mademoiselle. Oh, she's Bavavu. a beaut. It is Franny Ordega or Francisca. Francisca. Oh, names are hard. Um, but yeah, she's very beautiful. Very uh, great teeth again. Great hair, great skin. What is it with footballers and great skin? Is it the exercise? I guess so. I should exercise, shouldn't I? But um, beautiful. Yeah, big fan. Francisca Ordega. We were talking before we were recording, Amy and I, about um, about the the way that these players look. And, and Amy said something like, isn't it interesting that they're, they're all so good looking? And I said, yeah, it's probably because from a young age, more beautiful people are, are sort of promoted. And Amy was like, I just thought that it, being an athlete makes you have better skin. Yeah. And, I mean, I think we need to do studies about this. It's There's probably true. Probably and also, there must be something evolutionary-wise that, like, someone who's fit and can run and forage for food and, you know, hunt <laughs> is more attractive to you. So people who play sports are more attractive. Oh, it's really like Darwinism. Do you know what I, I mean? Would, I don't necessarily want to something see Francesco Ordega foraging for food, but I'm excited to watch No, no, no. But, like, I just mean f- footballers, like, men and women across the board and most sports people are very attractive to the eye. True that. And that, Kyle, sums up Group A. That's Group A. That's Group A. After this, it's over to me for Group B. Okay, that's right. Turn my headphones up. Okay, let's do this. Here we go. It's Group B. B for... Brilliant. Be- better. I was better. Say. Better than Group A for average. Anywho, <laughs> and I'm going to kick straight in, guys, with probably the biggest team in in, uh, in Group B. It's Germany. Germany. The National Elf. <gasps> what? The National Team. Elf <laughs> means oh. 11. 11, sorry, yes. Oh, okay. National 11. But uh, National okay. 11. But yes, I agree. And, uh, it sounds great. It, it doesn't like a... sound as good as Mineshaft, which is the men's. Yeah, or been... Super Falcons. Yes, all right. Oh, I didn't sorry. come up with it. It's the best name. Did you think it was an elf? Yeah, I did think it was an elf. So uh, let's jump in with an Easter note. And in the break, listeners, I played Amy and Kyle a little video on YouTube, which I will link to in the comments. In the comments, I will link to in the description of this podcast. It is a video released by the German 
FA as their squad announcement. It is not a squad announcement. So there's a trend in international football when you have a squad that you put together for a big tournament. You make a little video saying, these are the players that are going. Mm, And the Germans did a huge twist on that. And it starts with, you don't know our names and you don't need to know our names. Tell the listeners what you just watched, Amy. The most epic. It felt like an advert. It wasn't an advert, I guess. But uh, of all time. I feel empowered just by watching it. Yeah, so the My ge- favourite line is, we don't have balls, but we know how to use them. Yeah. Get in. The general vibe is we've been ignored as a, a part yeah. of our footballing heritage. And Germany has a big footballing heritage. Uh, you don't care about us. We've won the European Cup three times. Did you know that? No, you didn't because we've actually won it eight times. Eight times. That is what they say. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty strong. Oh, so bad. Honestly, my niece to know is, is the German take on a squad announcement, which basically says you disrespected the women's game for long enough. Yeah. We're here we're brilliant. It even goes as far as to say a lot of those quotes that we referenced earlier that men say about yeah, the women's game, yeah, yeah. about it being slow and uh, not as exciting as the men's game and amateur football in slow motion. It even quotes those things and then has the women's footballers doing amazing things with the football and exactly. looking badass. Oh, so badass. So I encourage you, as our niece to know about Germany... Oh, what was the role model bit as well? Uh, as oh. for role models, uh, it's in the mirror in front of me. Yeah, it's as, like, oh, as, as yes. role models, we only need to look in the mirror. That's it. There's a, there's a lot of smoke in the video, a lot of um, flares. A uh, I don't mean trousers, I mean like coloured smoke. There's a lot of um, war paint. It's great. It's very good. So very yes, good. that's our nice to know for Germany. Watch the squad announcement video. You'll know everything you need to know. I'm going to keep keep on uh, heading on until you keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, absolutely. Who are uh, we looking at? The captain, Jennifer Marazan. Yes, great shout. So, uh, Jennifer or Hennifer, I don't know. It's, well, no, it's not Hennifer because it's spelt with a DZ. Why is it spelt with a DZ? That's not very German sounding. That's because she was born in Budapest. Ah. Oh. Hungary. She, she was, yes, I'm not, but thank you. Um, <laughs> I have. Oh, <laughs> Don't get into this or I'll have to bring out a bit of turkey. Oh, love it. Uh, so she moved with her family to Germany in 1996. Um, after her father, who was also a Hungarian football uh, player, oh, signed nice. a contract with the team FC Saarbrücken. Uh, she played for a boys team growing up oh. for DJK Burbach. Uh, then she joined the youth team of Saarbrücken, where her father was playing. Uh, and the uh, the Deutschland Football Federation, the German Football Federation, uh, pushed for her to naturalise early so that she could play for Germany and not wow. Hungary. And they succeeded. In fact, in order to help her play for the young German, uh, to play for the German team. Yeah. Her entire family became naturalised German citizens. What? Oh, that's support. Yeah, isn't that it? That is support. In 2007, at the age of just 14 years and seven months, she became the youngest player to play in the Bundesliga, the league in Germany. 14 when she made is it, too young. When she made her debut for Saarbrücken, she also holds the record goals, uh, the record for youngest goal scorer in the Bundesliga at the age of 15 and oh four months. Oh my God. She's universally considered to be best, one of the best playmakers on the planet. Yes. She's 27 now, in her prime. In her prime. Um, she's won the Champions League, both with Frankfurt and with Lyon she's been voted the best player in the French league twice and that was ahead in one in, in, in one year at least of uh, the two players that Carl's mentioned Eugenie Le Sommer and Ada Hergeberg um, and the most amazing thing about her not that she scored 32 goals in 90 games for Germany it was that she had a life-threatening pulmonary pulmonary embolism oh my gosh last summer oh my gosh she could have died yeah. she came back she's the captain of Germany oh she is my look keep your eyes peeled and she's my mademoiselle va va voom no yes um, yes there's nothing wrong about this lady she's an amazing footballer she is very pretty 
I mean, she's one of those people that's got it all, and we love her for it. And as a part, Come on. As a part Hungarian person, I thank you for uh, for saying that, because we don't get a lot of uh, uh, compliments in the looks department as a people. Oh, my but apologies. That's all right. So Jennifer is both the Keep Your Eyes Peeled and... I was about to say Hotatrosky then. No, Mademoiselle we're Bavaria. in France, Sorry, Joe. So finally with Germany, it's the Villanelle. Um, and they do have a very impressive squad. I'm excited to see Germany play. Uh, they've really, uh, a lot of them are coming of age. And so actually, my potential Villanelle for Germany is the coach. Oh, dun, dun, dun. So after securing qualification for the World Cup, they had, uh, uh, during qualification, they had a kind of utility bloke in. They, they'd sacked their manager and they had a kind of, uh, a guy called Horst Hubesch, who had been the head coach of the Germany men's under 21s I've heard of and him. Olympic team. Uh, so he was in temporary charge uh, and then they needed a, a full-time coach. So they appointed Martina Voss Tecklenburg. Now, she's a bit of a German legend. She's 51 years old. She's won a, she won 125 caps for Germany in her playing wow. days. She also uh, was a head coach of Switzerland uh, as a national team before she t- took up this job with Germany. And she took them from being nothing in the women's game to being uh, uh, a dark horse, actually, in terms of winning the whole damn thing. Um, so, Voss Tecklenburg, ideal choice yeah it sounds like however because she was under contract with the swiss federation until november she's only had four friendlies and a Mm. handful of training camps to get the team ready to play the football that she wants them to play which is a little bit concerning so my reason i'm tipping her for villanelle is that she potentially has the potential to not have had the team for long enough to really get them playing for her right okay i get you and also oh and now listen no one wants sublu- sub. No one listens to us for sub- salubrious, you know, stuff. <laughs> There's our vocab again. When she was playing for Germany, yes, she was in a relationship with her teammate Inka Grings. <gasps> okay. Now, is that allowed? Of course, it's allowed. You can okay, have, okay. I mean, in the men's game, if, there's definitely players who are having affairs with their teammates. And okay. It happens in the women's game too. Um, so uh, whilst playing for Germany, she was in a relationship with Inka Grings. She found out that Inka Grings was having an affair. Oh, Inka. And so uh, uh, Voss Tecklenburg went to uh, the coach and said, my teammate's having an affair. And it's very unclear what happened. But the next day, guess which of the two was kicked out of the team? Oh, it's going to be... No, it's going to be Martina. It was Voss Tecklenburg. So she comes with a certain amount of baggage still. And, and anger. And uh, the Fuel. last thing I'll say, this is a quote from Spiegel magazine that she said uh, in 2003 at the time that this happened. Oh, and this is, listen, I'm not saying this is why she could be the potential villanelle, but when you're saying this kind of thing only 15 years ago, admittedly she's done a lot of ageing and growing up since yeah. then. She said... Hang on, she was so she was still playing at 36. Yeah. So she played... To, she was, yeah, she so really, she was a veteran at that time. Yes. And she, she was said, jettisoned. I do not regret the six years I spent with my partner. Today I know that I will never live with a woman again. I love men. What? And she's now married to a man and has a daughter. Hang on, what's Inca doing? Well, it's funny you should ask that, Kyle, because Inca uh, was appointed last summer to be the first woman coach of a male football team in Germany. She was appointed to be the coach of uh, the club SV Strahlen in the fourth division in Germany. Uh, And as she was appointed, the the chairman of SV Strahlen uh, said, I'm happy that Inka has accepted. She has a lot of energy, can roll up her sleeves. Uh, And that would be the end of that if it wasn't for the fact that the chairman of SV Strahlen is a man called Hermann Tecklenburg, who is, of course, married to Martina Vos Tecklenburg. 
it's come back full circle. Oh my so God. who knows what the deal is there, but, but essentially... Menage a trois is the deal that's there. <laughs> and we're in France. Oh, right. come on. Oh, and that is the end of my German section with an absolute EastEnders-worthy storyline. An absolute worldy. <laughs> And Germany's first opponent in... Oh, that was weird, wasn't it? I liked it. First it was tense. opponent in Group B is China. China. Whereas it's very hard not to say these days, China. Um, <laughs> what? That was Donald Trump. Oh, no. Let's um, not go China. there. Stop it. The Kang Kang Megui, I think. Yes, what does that mean? Steel roses. Oh, hello. Yes, China. Wow. Yes. That's my favourite. Steel roses. roses. made of steel. Uh, would you like some nice to know information about China? Always. So, uh, they're one of the pioneers of women's football in the sense that they had a lot of support in the 80s and 90s. Uh, and despite the international team not doing so well in uh, uh, recent years, there's still a lot of uh, support now. So, in the, sorry, okay. in the 80s and 90s, the China women's team were one of the big powerhouses of women's football oh, they, were, okay. they they came very close to winning the olympics which for a long time was a big well still is a big deal in women's football because the full teams play in the olympics whereas in the men's team it's the under tw- tw- men's side of the olympics it's the under 23s i didn't even know football was in the olympics i know right great fact yes uh, so despite <laughs> the fact know. that the team have done worse in recent years there's a lot of interest in women's football in china in fact in a survey which surveyed 2000 fan uh, uh, 2000 fans in China, UK, the US and Brazil about the upcoming Women's World Cup. 63% of fans are planning to watch highlights of the Women's World Cup in uh, China this summer, which when you think about how many people are in China, woof. 56% are planning to watch Chinese get China's games. 59% are ready to engage with social media content around yes. the Yes! So Chinese fans are the most likely to watch women's football games live online, according to this survey, oh. with um, 37% watching live or 42% watching highlights compared to Brazil, 25% and 36%, the US, 30% and 31%, and guys... The UK, only nineteen percent watch women are planning to watch women's football live. But hopefully, God. if they listen to this podcast in in the UK, which, damn straight, which people really do, they'll be thinking, well, I better up my game and watch the women's World Cup. Yes, I'm, be like China. Is or what I'm more saying. that oh, I'll be so embarrassed if I watch it because I just don't know anything about it. Now you do. Now you, you do. You know so many facts. And most importantly, you know that women's football is popular in China. So popular. Needs to know. 63%. And we're better than China, guys. Are we? Yes. Sure. Not economically, but in everything else. We're better than China. So, look at <laughs> That's a very aggressive chatbot. <laughs> Let's stop talking about China. <laughs> no. no, I've got to do at least two more categories. Now okay. I want to do a Simpsons quote. <laughs> China's still cool. You pay later, sorry. <gasps> look, keep your eyes peeled. Okay, let's move on. Uh, Peng Shimeng yes. was the first choice goalkeeper at the 2018 Asian Cup despite being only 19 years old. Wowzers. She replaced the veteran Zhao Lina and she's expected to start in goal in France. Okay. Peng kept 15 clean sheets in 23 appearances last season. That's good goalie. She only conceded 11 times uh, for her team Zhang Su Suning and she was named goalkeeper of the season in China. Damn straight. And she's uh, 19 years old. Wow. That's one for the London kids, Peng. Oh, oh dear. God, China's taking us into Move the on, move on quickly. <laughs> I said kids. <laughs> La Villanelle. Guys, it's the coach again. Oh my oh. goodness. There's more coaches, right? Well, here's the thing. Well, there's terrible infrastructure all over us. You'll, you'll understand so why in a sense. second. So, okay, uh, uh, they're coached by a man. His name is Jia Chui Quan. I thought it was quite good. 
I, quite, I, I've no idea. Yeah, I was quite impressed by myself. Sure. I don't know what it's supposed to be, Joel. Yeah. So he was appointed by the Chinese Football Association as the head coach in May last year after the Asian Cup. Before taking the helm, he was in charge of the China men's under-18 team. Though he's had no experience in women's football, he has spent a lot of time coaching at several top division Chinese clubs, including Bai Shanghua, uh, Shanghai Shenhua and uh, Henan Jianyu during the past two decades. However, why is he the Villanelle? Yeah. Because in 2010, Kyle and Amy, he was questioned and assisted the police doing those really good radio air quotes again love an air in quote. a match-fixing case oh, no. but he was not arrested so villanelle of the piece potentially at all allegedly here hey hey i'm hey. not gonna cast aspersions innocent until proven guilty absolutely well, but if, he, if it's found out that he was trying to match fix for the chinese women's team i think we can safely say he would be the villanelle of the piece yeah now he would be and at least macron is listening keep an eye out for any dealings <laughs> with with referees, <laughs> Macron. Uh, and Amy, would you like to b- burnish us with a Mademoiselle Vavavoom? Yes, I am going to cheer us up with the most adorable looking human being of all time, Wang Shuang. I'm going to pronounce that. Just Wang Shuang. It rhymes. Uh, Wang Shuang, great hair, looks great in a suit. Uh, I'm looking at a photo of her at an award ceremony, accepting an award, or presenting an award maybe, I don't know. Looks great in a suit. Uh, but definitely, her... Just adorable face. You're gonna have fun watching her on the pitch. She's uh she's a uh, she plays for Paris Saint Germain in France. She's very highly rated, and uh, she's as you say, easy on the eyes. She is adorable. So, moving on from China quickly before we say anything else that gets in trouble to uh, Group B fellow team South Africa. South Africa. The Bayana Bayana. Oh, what does that mean? I don't know. Oh. It sounds good. <laughs> it sounds good though. It's Bayana, a good chant. Bayana. It's a good chant. Uh, and you, uh, what would you like? I'll go over to you. La Villanelle, keep your eyes peeled. La Villanelle, please. La Villanelle. So, La Villanelle for, uh, for South Africa. I, I've, I've been a little bit harsh here. Oh. I've chosen the 18-year-old Sibulele Holwene, whose inclusion in the squad came at the expense of the experienced midfield talisman uh. Mpumi Nyandeni. She was not chosen, 31 years old, has been playing for the national team for over uh, for nearly 15 years. She's she, had her time, Joel. 15 years, come on. She's gone. So it's Sibulele Holwene. And so for Holwene, this will be the second global tournament in the space of seven months because she was the captain of the Bayana Bayana oh, wow. at the Under-17 World Cup in Uruguay. She's oh. really young. In November. Yeah, she's only just turned 18. She is a student at the Pretoria High Performance Centre. So at school, but she obviously plays football. Look at the... Like, the men suck! I know, right? Uh, and she's only just... She's literally only called up for, to the Banyana squad for the first time in April. And she made her senior debut in the recent 3-0 defeat against America. Ooh. So huge pressure if Holweni plays. She's only a student. She's only 18. I don't want her to be the Villanelle, but I have a fear, especially when you've kept out a, a, a an experienced player as a young player coming in. So hopefully not the Villanelle. Uh, Amy, keep your eyes or needs to know? Uh, needs to know, please. You'll be happy to hear. <laughs> needs to know, please. You'll be happy to it's hear. It's like countdown. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll have at least don't know. discount them. My needs to know for South Africa <laughs> is about their brilliant coach. Oh, you love a coach. See what I did there? You love a coach. Yeah, but they've been the Villanelles so far. Okay, it's it's nice, it's nice. Uh, Let me tell you about Desiree Ellis. And yes, yes, her name is Desiree. Oh, love Desiree. Not that Desiree. I'm definitely not going to sing. No one wants that. Uh, I'm just going to quote some stuff. This is from the Laurier Sport Foundation. Laurier Sport Foundation is is one of those, I I don't know, they, they seem good. 
They're like a charity thing. They like they they give awards every year to like heroes of sport. Uh. And so like footballers who have been inspirational or like tennis players who you know come come through against the odds. So this is what they said, uh, uh, and I'll tell you why they said it momentarily. But let's just hear this because it is great. Okay. A midfielder, Desiree Ellis, led the way in helping raise the profile of women's football in South Africa. When the country hosted the African Women's Championship in 2000, she skippered the side to a runners-up finish. She was given recognition for her services to soccer in the same year when she received a Silver Presidential Sports Award, and in 2002 she led Bayana to the Kosafa Cup title. That's the women's uh, African continental title. Okay. During her time in the South Africa team, she enjoyed tremendous success, winning 23 matches, losing just seven and drawing two. Ellis is one of the few individuals to have captained a football team for an entire decade. Wow. wow. She had a win rate of 72% and her standing in South African football was made clear when she was chosen to be an ambassador to the FIFA World Cup when it was hosted in her home country in 2010. She's now the coach of the national team. The most exciting thing about her is she she came up playing football at a time when women's football wasn't really respected in South Africa because she came up at a time during apartheid. And not only uh, is she uh, a woman of colour, but she was also a woman. uh, And uh, under the apartheid regime, football was not really, especially, sorry, women's football and football for black players was not respected yeah uh when apartheid fell she played her first ever game for the south african national women's team in their very first uh, game after apartheid uh she captained the team at oh the age God. of 30 wow oh she then God. went on to captain them for a further decade so she played until she was 40 oh my god they won 14 nil against mozambique in her first ever desiree game. yes hey joel that's life Yes! Oh my god, very nice, very nice. Here we go. Do you want to hear some of her? So this this is such a good list. She had a special recognition award by SAFRA at the Gold Awards in 2000. She was nominated as one of three African Women Footballers of the Year in the year 2000. She received a Silver Presidential Medal. She captained them to their first ever trophy. She was an ambassador for the Cricket World Cup in 2003. She was a patron for the 2006 Homeless World Cup in South Africa. She received a Lifetime Achievement Award in 2008 from the South African Football Association. She was inducted into the G Sport Hall of Fame in 2009. She was a 2010 FIFA World Cup ambassador. And she she is a One Goal Education for All ambassador. And uh, she obviously... uh, as Laurier Sport Foundation gave her a, a, a lifetime achievement award as well. So my niece to know information is all about the uh, the, the incredible Desiree Ellis. But enough about the coach, Joel. What about her players? You Are they any good? Someone to keep your eyes peeled for? Yeah. Let me tell you about Tembi Kagetlana. She's a 23-year-old forward and she was African Woman Footballer of the Year in 2018. She plays in China. For Beijing BG Phoenix FC, which should add some interesting spice to the game that they have in this group against China. Oh. Are they any good? No, they're not. They're not. They're not going to. Oh. They're, they're, they're they're exciting. They're a okay. little bit like Nigeria in that sense, um, continentally. Obviously, the different ends of that continent. But they they play attacking football. But are they going to be? wants to watch for later in the tournament probably not mm. but they do have a wonderful coach and yeah. uh, I would keep your eyes peeled for Tembi Kegatlana um, and finally uh, of course keep your eyes peeled for our Mademoiselle Vavavoom exactly. who is Amy uh, is Ode I think that's how you pronounce it yes you do um, adorable great smile that's why she's in I mean this is what's not to love she's about Ode 29 year old forward she plays for Malaga she was born in the Democratic Republic of Congo Absolutely. Uh, but has clearly naturalised uh, as a citizen of South Africa for this tournament. And that is everything you need to know about South Africa. That's right. I don't know nothing about football, but I love my friends. So I'll watch it for them. Uh. Kick ball with foot, football, yeah.
And last up, in Group B, it is the Spanish women's team, a.k.a. La Roja. <gasps> what does that mean? The red. Nah. The, yeah. I mean, you know, not all names can be brilliant. Let's give them one. The robot queens. No, they can't have that. <laughs> the they red can't robot have that. The no, they can't queens. have that. They can't have it. They don't deserve it. How about the red queens? Uh, the red women, like in Game of Thrones? Uh, maybe <laughs> menstruation. The red menstruation. No, just menstruation. menstruation. Bring it on. Sounds sure. powerful, that's doesn't great. it? That's great. You know, that works. That's red. Anywho, uh, needs to know. So there's a revolution going on in Spanish football. Oh. And it's got nothing to do with uh, Real Madrid. <laughs> Sorry, that's, my, that's me attempting to write a... Yep. I liked it. You said real as well. I did, yeah. It's real, guys. Come on. Sorry. Who Sorry. knows about football here? In a game between <laughs> Atletico Madrid and Barcelona last season, there was an attendance record set for a European top flight domestic women's game when 60,739 people attended the Wanda Metropolitana for the home game of Atletico Ooh. Madrid. Oh, that means someone went on their own. Or went in a three. Or oh, went in a three. Okay, better. Positive. <laughs> Positive. I mean, more positive is the fact that over 60,000 people went to watch a domestic I mean, women's game. I mean, definitely more positive. Uh, but that's it's not... okay to go by yourself. You've never been to the theatre by yourself? Yeah, I have. The cinema? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Allow it. But I don't know, there's a camaraderie about football. A camaraderie? There? A camaraderie about football. <laughs> Make friends when you get there. And there's more of that uh, in the in the women's game in Spain these days. Uh, right. Because clearly a lot of people are going to watch the football. Good. It's really exciting. It's really good for the women's game as well, just because... Uh, with that particular game there's an interview I strongly re- recommend our listeners seek out an interview with Tony Duggan who plays for Barcelona she's an English forward and she spoke about that game in specific and what she liked about it was sometimes in the women's game when there are a lot of people there it's because of cheap tickets for kids or maybe some free tickets handed out that game was 60,000 wild fans of mostly oh, the amazing. home team and she said she loved it as a Barcelona player because she was being sworn at she was having like a uh, banter thrown at her. There's a picture of her scoring a goal and in the background a guy's uh, giving her the middle finger. Oh my and God. she's like, that's what it should be. That's football. And I quite agree. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's, we always I bemoan the bestial side of football fans. But I guess if you are a woman player playing in placid crowds, you're probably gagging for a bit of spice. Exactly. I, uh, and I in Spain, they really, are, uh, they really are subverting that. There was 48,000 plus uh, an Athletic Bilbao Cup game against Atletico this season. Uh, and then three days later, uh, 21,000 people went to see uh, Real Sociedad and Athletic Bilbao. In Basque country in particular, there's a real movement uh, towards women's football. Um, and this is sort of interesting when compared to what we're doing, because essentially, obviously... In this country, there's the the professional the professional league is really helping, but at the same time, there is a real problem with where the women's team are playing. When teams like Reading are are playing uh, their games, Reading women's team in this country are playing their games twenty six point three miles away from Reading's home stadium, the Majeski, at Wickham Wanderers Stadium, Adams Park. Um, it's it's an exciting thing in Spanish football and it's nice to know that they are supporting the women's game to the point that they're getting bums on seats and uh, uh, in this country we're not so much even though we have a more successful uh, division than they do and yeah. in fact the women's game in, in Spain is not professional it's oh. semi-professional whereas the women's game here is and yet they have 60,000 people going to watch their games yeah. um, so yes that's my nice to know about Spanish football uh, would you like a Villanelle or a Le Keep Your Eyes Peel Le Keep Your Eyes Peel please Patri 
Guijarro. She is a goal-scoring midfielder who's won both the golden. She won both the golden boot uh, and golden ball, so best player and top goal scorer at the Under Twenty World Cup last summer. Oh, she's one to watch. Yeah, she really is. Good pick, Joel. She's had a superb season for Barcelona, scoring a lot of goals. And there's a you can watch online a really amazing double, two goals that she scored against Malaga in a four 0 win for Barca. Uh, one is like she tackles someone in midfield takes like four steps forward with the ball and smashes it from about 35 yards into the bottom corner. It's a fabulous strike. Worldy. Yeah, absolute worldy. And then the second one, uh, which is actually even better, is she kind of does some ball juggling. She does some keeping up Yes. In the box. And then uh, from a really tight angle, volleys it over the keeper and sort of with some swerve into the top corner. Come on. So she is seriously one to keep your eyes peeled for. Yes. That name again? Patri Guijarro. Amazing. I think it's Patricia. But they call her Patry. Oh, that's her nickname. Yes. Now, Pants. this is a harsh one, the Villanelle. Uh, Celia Jimenez. <laughs> Celia Jimenez. Great. Uh, she plays in the US for, great name, never heard of them, Rain FC. Oh. R-E-I-G-N, as oh. in we will reign forever. I think there's a men's team that has the name of the town followed by Rain. Oh, so maybe it's the, the women's team of that club. I'll look that up. So she... So uh, Spain, like a lot of the teams in, in this World Cup, I'm starting to feel, uh, they play quite attacking football and they've been very leaky in defence. And Celia is hanging on to her place by the skin of her teeth. She's the only one in the back four that doesn't play for a big, big, big team. Two of the others play for Barcelona. The other one plays for Lyon, I believe. And she is the right back. She plays for Rain FC in the States. I've looked up their Wikipedia. Their logo is a woman wearing a crown. Oh my god! And they reign for a million years. From I mean, seven that's years a ago great logo. Seattle. So they're in Seattle. Um, anyway, I'm a bit concerned about her. She also has a degree in aeronautical engineering. Oh, of course she does. But you know, in that leaky defence, maybe she needs to spend. Fo- some... Are you saying focus? Maybe she. Needs... Are you saying focus? No, I was going to say pay that... her more so she can do a full time and focus. I was going to say maybe she needs to spend less time with her head in the class. Oh no, <laughs> no, no. I hope she's not the villanelle. But if, if your if your defence is leaky and you're the player that plays for the least recognisable team, are you the player that gets cut? Uh, I hope I'm wrong for. Sylvia I there. hope you're wrong. Well, that's that's my villanelle. That's my to keep your eyes peeled. That's my niece to know. The final fact that you're going to hear, listeners, about Group A and Group B in the Women's World Cup is, of course, Mademoiselle Vavavoom from La Roja, who is Leila. This is going to go wrong. Uhabi. Oh, I can't even say. Uhabi. Uhabi. You yeah. can't wait. Uhabi. Uhabi. It might be Wahabi. Wahabi. Yes, she is. Yeah. A, she is Moroccan by birth, but plays oh. for Spain. She's a, yet another Barcelona player. They do make up the bulk of this Spanish team. Uh, how does she look, Amy? She is the strongest woman in the world. <laughs> is my perception of her. She looks like she could absolutely beat my beat me up, but also sit in my face I and mean, have a good time. Okay, can I say it? Can I say it? That's right, Leila, you've got me on my name. (laughs) Yes, she does. I mean, Um, you're making me pick out hot women. What do you expect me to say? That is true. And Um, that, listeners, is Group B. Group A and B done. Done. What a time we've had guys we've we've done some least to knows we've i have some, learned a lot we've done some keep keep your eyes peeled we've done some villanelles and thank you so much to amy fleming who's done My our mademoiselle van Vavoom. i mean i just got to look at hot women for a while i mean what's not to like i've learned a lot uh, most, i've learned some stats most exciting stat 
fact. Oh, come on. Put me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to say the drama between the coaches, I but that was exciting. Let's be honest, it's the German um, women's coach. But we don't want to say that. I, I Say. Go. I do want to say, I, I cannot <laughs> wait to watch her on the on the bench because she's going to be so desperate to succeed as Germany coach. Yeah. She left the team. She was ousted from the organisation. Yeah, yeah, and then she left Switzerland in the lurch and came back with only four games to prepare. So it's, the pressure is on her. She's yeah, desperate. the pressure's on. Uh, Amy, you can only choose from eight teams. And oh. those teams are the teams you've heard about in Group A and Group B. Yeah. Who's going to win the World Cup? <laughs> I mean, of those, I'm going with France. France, home advantage. Yeah. They've got, they've got the best team in women's football playing club football in their country. You would have thought... You, yeah, it's going to be France or Germany, isn't it? No way, Norway, sadly. Manamana. <laughs> and on that sad time for Newbridge or Norway. Oh. We will. Uh, Is there a new bridge in Norway? Oh, we need to find that out. There are out. probably some new bridges in Norway. Hello, over the fjords. For those new listeners, I should probably say. Newbridge or Nowhere came from Gaelic football. Amy is our Gaelic football correspondent. Yeah, that's what she is. I <laughs> that is that my official title. And we forgot to talk about Ireland. Yeah, where are we? Because they're not in this world. Oh, uh, why? No, yeah. We I... don't like women, probably. <laughs> I just think they didn't qualify, actually. No, but Scotland they don't. Did. They don't even put money into the to the lad sport, really. Because I wonder what's going down with the women. I'm gonna I'm gonna research that. You showed me a great video of some uh, Gaelic football fans. Ah. Uh, I did. What a video. So they will not be at this tournament. Yeah. English fans, Scottish fans, but no Irish. What but... about Wales? We got Wales? No, no Wales. Aww. No Northern Ireland as well. Aww. But we did have you. Yeah, that's true. Our Gaelic football correspondent <laughs> and now official women's football correspondent as well. <laughs> nah, no. Will you maybe watch a game with us later on in the tournament? Hands down, yes. And it better be more exciting than a Sweden match. Can't guarantee anything. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in to chat to us, listeners. We'll be back with other groups very, very soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. That was the Absolute Worldy Football Podcast by Kyle Ross and Joel Samuels with theme music by Adam Janoj Bazowski and Amar Chada Patel. Absolute Worldy is dedicated to the memory of Liam Seeger, who designed our beautiful logo. Please do remember to like, share, subscribe, give us a rating, and follow us at Worldy Podcast. Goodbye. Also, my record for keepy uppies, five. I know. That's not bad. Amazing. That's not, not bad. Kick ball with fur, fur, ball, yeah.